Welcome to the Becoming Podcast, a podcast focused on inspiring you with topics of progress and overall growth. You see, we're all becoming something. So what we want to do is we want to become better together. My name is Zach Harris, and I'm your host today. If there was ever a time where this episode, I believe, was needed, it's now. We're living in a very hostile, divisive, difficult time as a country and world. We're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Race-related controversies are at the forefront of our lives. And on top of that, we're in the middle of a presidential election year. That is a lot. I read somewhere, when Tiger King is the most normal thing that's happened in 2020, you know it's been a wild year. Right now, the problem is there is so much divisiveness in arguing. People are on edge and easily offended. It seems you have to be so careful what you say, who you say it to, because it could turn into an argument. And what's interesting is we live in the United States of America, and yet we are so divided. So I thought I would take this podcast and talk about becoming united. So what does division do? Division separates, destroys, distorts. Think about the word division. Division is literally the action of separating something. Unity is bringing together as one. With unity, there is clear vision that we are united. With division, there is a separating of vision and we are torn apart. For example, this can happen in marriage. When you get married, you come together as one. Two separate lives brought together as one. You love one another, appreciate what's special about each other, have butterflies when you're together. You know what I'm talking about. The positive emotions are high. However, over time, if you aren't careful, you can become more and more divided and lose appreciation for each other. Disagreements, there can be financial stresses, which, by the way, is one of the most common reasons for divorce. Stresses with kids, busyness with your schedule, not spending quality time anymore together. So what seemed cute and starts now being annoying. When you first dated, he was just a free spirit who loved to dream and go with the flow. Now, he's a lazy bum who loses everything and doesn't know what he wants. (laughs) Unity brings together, has a clear appreciation for each other. Division separates, criticizes, condemns. What happens is we lose the vision, the picture, the appreciation for something that is special. And I believe with my whole heart that this country we live in, it is absolutely something special. Perfect? Absolutely not. And as a country, we have so much room to grow. But my wife, Nicole, and I, in our marriage, it's not perfect. We have so much room to grow. However, that doesn't change my deep love and appreciation for my wife. She's special to me. I love her I want to honor her. I want to be a better husband. I want to be united more and more in our marriage. And I love and appreciate this country we live in. And I really hope you do too. So with all that's happening in our world today, all the divisiveness, all the opinions, how do we become united? And I want you to know this isn't a political podcast. I'm not going to share any of my political beliefs, but what I want to do is to just share some unifying thoughts 
that I believe can help us become more united as people. So when we're tempted to be divided, torn apart, separated, I hope you can remember these three guiding truths. So the first thing I believe that is so helpful is to, number one, we're going to look for what unites us. Here's what I've learned. You will find what you are looking for. If you look for the negative, you will always find it. If you look for people to offend you, you will not have to look very far. If you look for things to be upset about, trust me, you'll be upset every day of your life. One of the greatest examples of this is a hummingbird and a vulture. So what does a hummingbird fly around and look for? Sweet things. And what does a vulture fly around and look for? Dead things. The point is, you will find what it is you are looking for. So what are we going to do? We're going to look for what unites us. So you might ask this question, what unites us? Well, first of all, let me just read to you the first part. You might have not read this since uh, middle school of the Declaration of Independence. For some of you, uh, this is the first time in a long time that you've ever read this. And it says this, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So we are all created equal. We're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And what are those? Those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So what does this tell us? This tells us that each one of us has value. Every person of every race, no matter your political beliefs, your religious beliefs, no matter who you are, where you're from, how dark your past is, we're all created equal. So if I start with a perspective that each person I interact with has unmatched value, was created by God, is special, unique, what happens is I begin to actually see that person through a different lens. I don't see them for what bothers me about them, but I actually see them as people. So each one of us are equal. We're all created by God. We all want our lives to matter. We all want to pursue happiness in this life. So what we want to do to become united is, number one, we want to start looking for what unites us. And the second thing I believe is so important and really builds off the first is to understand that, number two, Unity is not the same as uniformity. Unity is not the same as uniformity. You see, we have strength in our diversity. We should celebrate that we are different. We should be thankful that everyone doesn't look like we do. We should appreciate each other's perspectives, ideas, points of view. Unity is not the same as uniformity. We can have unity and still not all think the same. Wow, shocker, right? I like to say it this way. We can walk hand in hand without seeing eye to eye. Let me say it again. We can walk hand in hand without seeing eye to eye. And the challenge is so many people in our world today believe we can only walk hand in hand if we see eye to eye on everything. You might think, wow, wouldn't it be easier if everyone thought like me, believed like me, reasoned like me? Oh, you like that style of music? Yeah, me too. Or, oh, you're voting for them? Oh, me too. You see, uniformity may be easier, but I believe something even more powerful is unity. I heard author and speaker Michael Kelly explain this concept. Basically, he said, if everyone was exactly like you, what would it mean for you to 
come together, to be united? Absolutely nothing. You would never have to work at understanding anyone else, accepting anyone else, or thinking like anyone else. Everything would be just the way you want it and think it should be all the time. It's easier, sure, but unity is deeper and far more helpful than uniformity because it requires selflessness, sacrificing my perspective as the only perspective. The beautiful thing is the result of this is unity. To become more united, we have to understand that unity is not the same as uniformity. We have strength in our diversity, so let's appreciate it. And the last thing we want to do, if we want to become united, I believe it is so important to understand, number three, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. Let me explain with a story. There was an old fisherman who owned two dogs. He trained these two dogs to race on command, and on Saturdays, he'd take his two dogs to the town square to race. The townspeople would gather around, and he would always take bets as to which dog would win the race. Some Saturdays, the one dog would win, and other weeks, the other dog would win. But the fisherman always won. Somehow, he seemed to always know which dog would win the race. Week after week, this went on, with the fisherman taking the bets and always knowing which dog would win. Finally, his friends asked him how he did it. They asked, every week, you know which dog is going to win. How in the world do you always know? The old fisherman chuckled and said, well, it's pretty easy. You see, the week before, I give more food to one dog than I do to the other. The dog I feed more is stronger, so it wins the race. The one that gets fed less is the one that loses. What's the moral of the story? You have to be very careful what you put in your mind. If you feed your mind with the news all day long, listen to political podcasts constantly, feast on drama on social media all day, consume your life with negativity, I can promise you it's going to have a negative impact on your life. I can't believe those people did that. They're all a bunch of, and you just fill in the blank with whatever. Listen, I'm not saying don't stay informed, don't stay educated, don't listen to those podcasts. Obviously, that's important. And I know many people that'll say, you know, I never watch the news or I don't even know what's going on in the world. And you should stay informed and educated. But if that's all you're feeding your mind, I can promise you it will have a negative impact on how you view the world and view others. What you need to do is to be sure to fill your mind with positive things. For example, like this podcast, or how about writing down things that you're grateful for, or hanging out with people who are positive and encouraging, becoming like and carrying the attitude of people you hang around. You become like and carry the attitude of the people you hang around. You could volunteer at an organization in your community that is making a difference. Volunteer at your church. Celebrate what's going really well in the world. There are so many wonderful things actually happening in our world, even though we rarely get to hear about them. And you can consistently do an audit of what you are feeding your mind with. Because what you feed grows and what you starve dies. So, how do we become united? Number one, we look for what unites us. Number two, we understand that unity is not the same as uniformity. And number three, we recognize what we feed grows and what we starve dies. 
So here's a couple application questions for you. Uh, Number one, like the hummingbird and vulture analogy, are you looking for sweet things or are you looking for dead things? How about this week? Start looking for things that unite you to others. Number two, how do you view someone when they have a different perspective than you or different beliefs? Do you appreciate their perspective and try to understand or do you just write them off as ignorant and uneducated? Let's begin to appreciate other people's perspectives. And number three, what are you feeding your mind? Why don't you just do an audit of what you're thinking about and begin filling your time and mind with positive things? We want to become united. Well, I hope this podcast was helpful to you and gave you some practical ways to become united. And since we're just getting this podcast started, we're just uh, four episodes in, uh, it would mean so much if you gave this podcast a review on iTunes, or if this is really valuable to you, I'd really appreciate you sharing this on your social media. It would mean the world to me. And in the words of George Eliot, it's never too late to be what you might have been. So let's declare... I am becoming. We'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Life City Church and is produced by my friend Jordan Hansen. Feel free to reach out with any thoughts or ideas to our email, becomingpodcast at wearelifecity.church.